beginning of this year as we were contemplating the year and we came to a realisation that um, you know it, it's been uh, our 40th year here in, here in Griffith as a church, as a CRC church uh, and we contemplated the whole transition of, of senior leadership. Um, it all seemed a far, far distant uh, event uh, and yet next week it's upon us and um, over the last couple of months I've been doing a lot of reflection, a lot of um, just meditating and thinking about stuff uh, as you generally do at times and, um, and it's all a bit surreal I suppose and um, I'm, I'm full of excitement um, and, and all that sort of stuff and yet there's a sense that hey, um, it's, it's going to be good, it's going to be good. And uh, I know I shared a bit about that last week and, um, and I pray you're able to understand the heart of everything that is happening and that um, it's not just change for change's sake, uh, but it really is the leading of the Lord. And so as I, I was preparing for this week, um, I came to the realisation, uh, which um, I was reminded of uh, this morning, uh, that this will actually be the last time I share the word as your senior minister. And so as I was thinking about that, I thought, I, I remembered um, a, a great sermon by Pastor Leo Harris, who was the founder of the CRC, who, um, unbeknown to him, about four weeks before his untimely death, shared a, um, a sermon called, um, he finally had one more sermon to preach. Uh, it wasn't funny because it was his last sermon, uh, literally. Um, and so even as I've been thinking about that, I, I don't want to share on that because I don't want to tempt fate in any, in any way. But I do want to share, I, I came to the realization, what is the most important thing that I could share? What, what, is, what is it that I have based the last 14 years of as I've been following the Lord in the role that he called me to? And even as I look forward, and, and what is it as a church, as we celebrate the 40 years next week, what is it that is the most important thing that we could ever um, share and, and take hold of? And so if you've got your Bibles, turn to Romans. Um, I haven't got any, any scriptures on the, um, on the screen this morning. You're going to have to do a bit of work yourself as you follow. But Romans 1, okay, and we're just going to share a scripture and see where God takes us from there. You got it? Give us a hoy. Awesome. All right. Verse 14. I am obligated both to Greeks and non-Greeks, both to the wise and the foolish. That is why I am so eager to preach the gospel also to you who are in Rome. I'm not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God for the salvation of everyone who believes, first for the Jew, then for the Gentile. For in the gospel a righteousness from God is revealed, a righteousness that is uh, by faith from first to last. Just as it is written, the righteous will live by faith. If I was to say what were the most important things for my life, and for us as a church, it is this. The gospel is primary. The gospel is what it is all about. 
The gospel is the foundation of everything we do, we say, we experience, we act upon. The gospel is what we place our faith in because everything else is sort of cosmetic, but the gospel is the bones. We cannot change the gospel. Please say amen. Because it is the gospel that is the power, say power, for salvation. It's not wisdom. It's not knowledge. It's not good works. It's not social status. It's not a job title. It's not your family uh, heritage. Nothing of any of that is the power for salvation. It is this one thing, the gospel of Jesus Christ. When we come to an understanding of the gospel of Jesus Christ, everything else then flows from it. What is the gospel? It literally means the good news. And my friends, you can't have good news unless there's bad news. The bad news is that if you don't believe in Jesus Christ, if you don't believe He is your Lord and Saviour, then you are destined to eternal separation from God, in which uh, most people would call that hell. And forget the imagery that you see in movies. Forget the imagery that you see um, in books and, um, you know, wherever. Eternal separation from God is no place we want to be. It is dark. You are eternally lonely. It's not a party scene. Often you hear people say, Nah, I want to go to hell. I want to go where all my mates are and have a good time. Well, I don't know where you're hearing that from, but that is an utter lie. If you're sitting here this morning and you haven't made Jesus Christ your Lord and Saviour, then it is the gospel that will rescue you out of that. It is faith in Jesus Christ. Faith from first to last. Nothing else, just faith. As Ephesians said, it is not by works that we would boast. It is by faith. And so if I was to share what would be the most important thing, it would be this, have faith in Jesus Christ. Everything else will come from that. Everything else flows from that because it is foundational. And it amazes me how much we can get distracted from this core principle. Paul goes on to say in Romans how he is amazed at these people who, who give themselves over to the worldly views, who disregard the gospel and instead become filled with, with, with uh, you know, bitterness, become filled with lofty views of themselves. And the anguish that causes and the distress and how it distracts us from our, the core principle of our life. 
that we are the children of God, called into very existence to follow Him and do His will. Paul goes on to say in Romans that if, you know, if that's the lifestyle people want, then God gives them over to their earthly desires, the lusts of their flesh. But you know, as Christians, sometimes we can get distracted by these elements as well because we forget the core principle of what has saved us. It is the blood of Christ that has saved us. It is His death, burial and resurrection that has given us eternal life. And when we lose that, we lose everything. When we lose sight of that, as Jamie said, we become focused on ourselves, on our own problems, on our own opinions. We can become distracted with the little things. And it is oh so frustrating. Oh so frustrating to see people who, are, who have faith in Jesus Christ, who have declared Jesus as their Lord and Savior, get bogged down in the minor things. Oh, that person didn't look at me right. Well, that person said something that I don't like. That person won't let me do what I want to do. And all this stuff, peripheral stuff, on the outside that distracts us and causes us to walk away from what God has called us to be. We believe our opinion is better than everyone else's. We believe our view is the right view. But there's only one view to consider, and that is of the Lord Jesus and the way the Holy Spirit leads us as a body and as individuals. My friends, if I was to say one thing, it would be this. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Don't let anything else distract you. People's opinions, that's fine. They can have opinion. People have told me of their opinions often and I value them I value everyone's opinion doesn't mean we all have to act according to them it doesn't mean that you know we've got to throw everything out and take different directions but we do need to allow ourselves the grace and the love to keep us bound together because the gospel is paramount and what has the gospel given us well as Paul says there it has given us power it has given us authority it has given us righteousness and what righteousness righteousness means is basically it has given us right standing before God and if that's not something that, that, that builds us up, then nothing else will. Oh, what joy it is to know that we stand right before God. What joy it is to come to the revelation that we will not spend 
eternity separated from, from God, but we will spend eternity in His very presence. The joy that that brings, the elation and, and, and you know, the enthusiasm that that would bring our life if that was a revelation of who we truly are. Set apart, the Bible says. Set apart for the glory of God. And it resides within us. The gospel resides within us. In every single one of us. And you know, that then places a responsibility upon us all. Not only has it given us the right to be called children of God, not only is it, have we been given the right to spend eternity with our Heavenly Father, but it does come with responsibility as well. And that responsibility is that we share the good news. That we, when we come to an, an understanding that it is truly good news, then we would want to share it. Because it can only ever be accepted if it's heard true how can we place faith in something how can something become a revelation if we cannot hear it how is the gospel meant to save someone if they do not hear it and that is our responsibility as christians as a church it is what we've always been about going and making disciples going around the corner, up the street, into the workplace, into your school. And sometimes, yes, going abroad. But it is to verbalize the good news. It is to tell someone, hey, I have good news. I want you to ask yourself this question. If a dear friend of yours was dying of cancer and you knew that this one thing would, would cure them of that, would, would save them from that, would you keep that news to yourself? Would you rob them of that opportunity? Or would we be glad to share and say, hey, I have something that is an answer to your situation? And that's what the gospel is. It's an answer to everyone's situation. Sometimes we think it's just an answer to those who, who are, you know, uh, dysfunctional. Sometimes we think it's an answer to those who are, are physically sick or, or, or emotionally uh, unwell. Sometimes we think it's just an answer to the desperate and the needy. And yes, it is an answer to all them, but it is actually an answer to everyone regardless of how well we think they are doing in life. It is the gospel. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 1. In verse 18. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. For it is written, 
I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, the intelligence of the intelligent, I will frustrate. Where is the wise man? Where is the scholar? Where is a philosopher of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For since in the wisdom of God, the world through its wisdom did not know him, God was pleased through the foolishness of what was preached to save those who believed. And my friends, people think that we are fools preaching about the gospel of Jesus Christ. You know what's happening in the world today. The war against the gospel. The will of people to shut down people verbalizing that Christ is the only answer. Indoctrinating our children with this rubbish that they can... Let's not go there right now. but to shut the voice of truth. And if that doesn't make you rise up, if that doesn't frustrate you, then I need to challenge you. If that doesn't cause you to stand firm and say, no, I will speak of the truth. Then we do really need to be challenged. Because it's only the gospel. Jews demanded miraculous signs and Greeks look for wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified. We preach Christ crucified. A stumbling block to Jews and foolishness to Gentiles. But to those whom God has called both Jews and Greeks... Christ, the power of God, and the wisdom of God. The power and wisdom of God is found in the message of Christ crucified. Because there is nothing but the blood of Jesus. There is a release. There is a release when we come to that revelation. And even this morning, I challenge you, have you fully grasped the revelation of Christ crucified for your own life? Are you hanging on to your wisdom? Are you hanging on to your intellect in trying to understand it? Well, I say to you, let go. And let the Holy Spirit of God bring that revelation by faith. Because it is not something we can fully understand in our intellect. But it comes from faith. It comes from faith. It comes just in childlike faith of saying, God, my Father has said it and I'm going to put my trust in it. And people are going to call it foolishness. People are going to scoff. 
at you. They're going to walk away from you. They're going to say bad things about you. How do I know that? It's because it started with Jesus. A man who did nothing wrong but spoke the truth in love and grace and yet was killed for it. And we should think that we would have anything less. My friends, can I say this in all love? It's time to harden up. I don't mean hardness of heart. I mean toughness of mind. Not allowing the peripheral to distract us, to keep us at home, to keep us out of fellowship. Because that's what the devil wants. Backchatting and gossip. Speaking ill of others. This has got nothing to do with what God commands us to do. That is all the work of the devil. Looking to undermine the message of Jesus Christ. Looking to distract us from what God has called us to. And this is what I believe is the most important thing for us. If there was anything over these 14 years that you have heard me say, this would be the everlasting thing that I would ask you to remember. The gospel is supreme. The gospel saves. It is nothing but the blood of Jesus. Nothing but the blood. One more scripture. Again in 1 Corinthians 1, verse 30 and 31. It is because of him. It is because of him that you are in Jesus Christ, who has become for us wisdom from God, that is our righteousness, holiness, and redemption. Did you get all that? Righteousness, holiness, and redemption. Say it with me. Righteousness, holiness, redemption. One more time. Holy, righteousness, holiness, redemption. Righteousness, holiness, redemption. Found in Christ Jesus. Found in Christ Jesus. Never lose sight of that, my friends. Never lose sight of that. Therefore, as it is written, let him who boasts, boast in the Lord. I've got no problems boasting. I like to boast. but I boast in Christ. If I am holy, then I boast in Christ. If I am right standing before God, then it is all because of Christ. If I have a place 
at the banquet table of eternity in the heavenly kingdom, it is all because of Christ. He is central. Jesus is central. Let it ring in your ears. Let us not forget this vital point. Let us continue for another 40 years at least in this truth. It is all because of Jesus. Amen. Amen. If you're here this morning, and something that I've said has stirred your heart, maybe you've never given your life to Jesus Christ. Maybe you've come to church for a while, but actually in your heart, you sense you've come to church because it's the right thing to do, or because I need a favor from God, or I want to stay in God's good books. That's why I come to church. But actually, that's not the point. The point is it starts with faith in Christ Jesus. And fellowship flows from that. Being a part of the body flows from that. And so this morning, if you want to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I want to ask you to stand to your feet right now. It is the power of the gospel that will set you free. If there's something going on in your life right now, and you're a Christian, you know Jesus is your Lord and Savior, but you just want to acknowledge him as such, acknowledge that he is the answer for that situation in your life right now, then I ask you also to stand to your feet as we finish off in prayer. My friends, do not deny the power of God in your life. Do not deny that it is the blood of Jesus. It is his resurrection life that is in, alive in us. His resurrection life. Heavenly Father, you see us here this morning and you are delighted in us. I know this. Lord, I thank you for the opportunity that we have come and hear the words of truth once again. At the cross, Christ crucified is a message that has brought us hope, that has been revealed to us as your righteousness. Where the, Lord, the law failed, the Lord Jesus has triumphed. Where man's efforts have failed, the Lord has triumphed. And Lord, we recognize this this morning. And I pray for even those that are standing right now that are acknowledging the power of the gospel in every situation they face. 
Lord, you know their heart. You know what they need. Holy Spirit, I'd say, just bring a revelation of peace and understanding into their minds right now. Let it go beyond the human mind that there is a peace in their heart right now that transcends anything we could ever imagine or think. Father, I thank you. I thank you for your son. I thank you for our Lord Jesus. That this is, this was, this is and will always be the foundation of Life Source Church. It will always be the foundation of our life and our faith. It will always be what carries us forth into eternity. So Father, I give you thanks. I give you glory. I give you praise. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, God bless you all. God bless you. Praise the Lord. Boast in the Lord. Amen. If you're going to clap, clap him good.